If your ESL kids are not learning as much as you'd like them to, even though you've tried everything, fun activities, games, well, the reason may just be the room you're working in. And in this video, I'm going to look at some of the problems that your workspace may be giving you and how you can change things using my principles of teaching English as a second language. So if you're ready to use your space wisely, stick around. Hi, I'm Adriana. Welcome back to my channel where you can find tips and tricks for teaching English to young children. Sometimes we don't consider our space, our work space, as an integral part of the lesson, but actually it is. The way kids respond to that environment is going to either make or break your lesson. In fact, it will influence greatly the way they are communicating and they are interacting with you as a teacher. So how do you know if you're using this space wisely? make sure you don't do these things. Don't work in a very large room if you just have a few students. It can become quite chaotic. Don't be a fountain of energy if you want your children to stay calm and focused. Remember, kids' behaviors mirror the teacher's behavior. Don't feel like you have to be funny all the time or put on a show. The kids are not there to watch you perform. They're there to communicate with you. Don't play too many games. Movement games are great, but they usually involve very little speaking on behalf of the kids. Now that you know what not to do, try this instead. The more room your kids have to move around, the more they will. Opt for classrooms that are smaller, that have just enough space for the activities that you're going to be doing in one day. So instead of going for a room that has a table for when you work at the table and a nice big space for when you do games, Go for a smaller classroom and opt for lighter furniture that you can easily move to one side like tables and chairs if you need the space. From my days of doing children's programs on Italian TV, um, there was this unwritten rule that said if you want to keep the kids engaged, you've got to be super lively and excited and yay, you know, bursting with energy. And I couldn't agree more. If it's in the child's native language. But when it comes to teaching a second language, I could not disagree more. In fact, an, uh, an environment that is too um, noisy, too, ex too, too, too excited, too overstimulated is simply going to stress out the children. They need time to listen, to ponder, to decipher what you're saying, and then finally to answer. Put aside the idea that you have to be funny, that you have to entertain them. It's great for TV, it's bad for real life. There will be times when, you're, when you'll have to pull a serious face. It's not all fun and games all the time, and it doesn't have to be. And the sooner you realize that, the smoother things will go. Don't be afraid to set limits and rules, even if you're working at somebody's house as a private teacher, um, even if you're on their territory. Children thrive on having um, someone in charge. It makes them feel safe and secure. And it is so much easier for them to stay on the straight path and not do the wrong thing if everything is laid out clearly before starting. Movement games are fun and everyone loves them, I agree, but make sure you don't just resort to movement games. Children need to acquire the language through a variety of activities. They need hands-on activities to assimilate not just what they're doing, but also what they are hearing. You need to find activities that are specifically structured with their developmental needs in mind. 
cognitive needs, physical, social, and emotional needs. Only then will you be addressing the whole child. Well, I hope that was helpful and I'd love to know what your tips and tricks are as well. So make sure to write them below. If this video was helpful, make sure to click like and share it with a friend. Thanks for watching. I'll see you soon.